Thank you for joining us today for a uh, far too thrilling, far too action-packed adventure that we call the Bradcast as protests at airports and elsewhere around the country in response to Donald Trump's late Friday executive order banning immigration and otherwise unlawful travel from seven majority Muslim countries continues at this hour. The order, which uh, came as we finished up Friday's show, it has been reverberating across the nation and the world ever since. Uh, it began by invoking uh, 9-11. It invoked 9-11 three times, this executive order did. Of course, the 9-11 hijackers were from Egypt, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Lebanon. None of those countries are included in this executive order ban uh, that happened on Friday. So this uh, ban said to be necessary because of 9-11. Actually, uh, none of the home countries of the 9-11 hijackers are included. Moreover, none of the terror attacks or attempted terror attacks in the U.S. since 9-11 and including 9-11 were actually carried out by uh, foreign nationals uh, or those who were born or, or even visited any of the countries listed in this ban. None of the, for example, none of the perpetrators of the Orlando or San Bernardino uh, massacres or the Boston Marathon attacks. uh, None of them uh, were were from or had traveled to any of the countries covered by uh, Trump's executive order. So now here we are as an unknown number of permanent U.S. residents and many others already approved for lawful visas are either being detained in airports without access to attorneys uh, or are otherwise being sent away or kept from traveling here at all by airports around the world. The hypocrisy and the lawlessness of Trump's order, frankly, is far more disturbing than it even initially appears on a whole bunch of levels. I'll try to get to some of those levels here today uh, and with my guest shortly. Uh, whose organization has just filed a federal lawsuit, the largest federal lawsuit to date, just hours ago in Washington, D.C., on Monday, in hopes of blocking the entire executive order. In the meantime, uh, just one of the reasons that all of this is much worse than it even appears so far, uh, it was, was documented by Betsy Woodruff at The Daily Beast, Uh, Late on Sunday night, uh, let me read from this. She says, Customs and Border Protection, that's CBP, the federal agency tasked with keeping people from entering the U.S. illegally, successfully deflected a federal judge's court order on Sunday and stonewalled three members of Congress in a display of executive branch muscle. The night before, on Saturday, Judge uh, Leonie Brinkema, ordered CBP officials at the airport to let lawyers have access to legal permanent residents of the U.S. who were detained because of Trump's travel ban. It was a court order from a federal judge, which meant it was enforceable by federal law enforcement. But immigration lawyers at Dulles International Airport in Washington, D.C., said it did not get uh, adequately enforced at the airport and uh, instead, the CBP kept, CBP kept uh, uh, the, uh, the detainees at Dulles for unspecified period of time. And it still is not public how many lawful American residents were held there and for how long and kept from having face to face conversations with attorneys. 
Instead, immigration attorneys told the Daily Beast that they had learned detainees were provided with a copy of Judge Brinkema's order and a paper listing contact information for pro bono immigration attorneys based in Northern Virginia. That even while we had all of these attorneys uh, at the airport ready to speak with these people. It isn't clear if those attorneys uh, in northern Virginia that they were referred to were even on call on Sunday. It isn't clear if all the detainees had access to phones while they were being held. And it isn't clear why CBP barred the numerous volunteer immigration attorneys that were on hand at the airports from talking to the uh, talking in person with the people being held. Uh, the the need for attorneys has obviously been urgent. Slate reported that at least two of the detainees, a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old, both citizens of Yemen, signed away their green cards while they were in detention without access to, uh, to attorneys. It was the worst nightmare, Daily Beast says, for the volunteer lawyers at Dulles. The CBP would be able to nab a public relations win by releasing date detainees, but without the public realizing that the that the agency may have bullied some of those detainees into ceding their rights to live in the U.S. Brickman's order, the judge, um, the, the judge's order in this particular case was just a few lines long. It directed CBP to, quote, permit lawyers access to all legal permanent residents being detained at Dulles International Airport. Some uh, some of the attorneys at the airport want CBP to be held in contempt of court. Hassan Ahmad, an immigration attorney at the airport with the HMA law firm in McLean, Virginia, said we still haven't talked to a client. And that is proving serious constitutional problems for access to counsel. Rights are being violated. Officials with the CPB were quarantined away from the public the entire time that Betsy Woodruff says she was at Dulles. She was there for a whole bunch of hours. Uh, on uh, on Saturday and on Sunday, lawyers and police officers said the officials were squirreled away in a room down a hall blocked off by police when Senator Cory Booker, U.S. Senator, visited Dulles on Saturday night. He got past the police and down the hall, but a well-placed source told the Daily Beast that the officials refused to see him. The officials from CBP refused to see him, instead passing notes back and forth about their understanding of the judge's order. Three Democratic members of Congress uh, all tried to get police officers to let them go back and talk to the officials. Uh, this uh, an interchange was caught on uh, on video at, over at Huffington Post, which reports the virtually unprecedented sight of members of the legislative branch of the U.S. government trying with little success to enforce orders from the judicial branch against the will of the executive branch. And which has already uh, prompted some to suggest that Trump's executive order is sparking a constitutional crisis. The members did not get to talk to anyone from the agency at Dulles, and the lawyers didn't talk to anyone who was being detained. The agency had gone to extraordinary lengths to stiff-arm attorneys, according to Brian Murray, an immigration attorney based in Fairfax, Virginia. He added that uh, the attorneys looking to get CBP held in contempt could have trouble making the case in court if the agency blocks them from learning the names of the people who were being detained, and thus... Uh, being detained without rights to an attorney. It is so effed up, he said. Except he didn't say effed. 
Uh, yeah, really effed up. This is this is extremely effed up. This is incredibly <laughs> chilling that law enforcement will defy the judicial branch orders on behalf of the yep. executive branch. I mean, the Department of Homeland Security, you know, they've got broad jurisdiction over pretty much all of our lives. And to have them potentially be turned toward mm-hmm. a tool of the administration against Americans and legal American residents is 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 very chilling. This is uh, I don't know be- where beyond this goes. Chilling. Nobody yeah. knows where it goes. Nobody knows where it goes. I guess this is what it looks like when America is great again. On Sunday, uh, just two days after being sworn in, forty-five percent of respondents. In a uh, daily tracking poll by uh, uh, by Gallup, uh, 45% of respondents said they disapproved of Trump's job performance and 45% approved. That was two days after he was sworn in. By Friday, just five days later, the percentage who disapproved of Donald Trump uh, rose to 50% and the percentage who approved dipped to 42%. And I should note that was by Friday an eight-point drop in his first week in office on Friday before this executive order came out. He is now uh, at 42% approval rating, uh, an historic low uh, for an incoming president like this, according to this uh, Gallup survey. Of course, we covered uh, other surveys who found uh, similar numbers. Uh, Quinnipiac survey last Thursday, again before the order, said that 45% of respondents... um, disapproved of his handling of the presidency thus far. Only 36 percent in that uh, in that poll approved of what Donald Trump was doing. But you know who does approve of what Donald Trump is doing? According to The Washington Post, jihadist groups on Sunday celebrated the Trump's administration ban on travel from seven Muslim majority countries, saying the new policy validates their claim that the U.S. is at war with Islam. Comments posted to pro-Islamic State, uh, pro-ISIS social media accounts predicted that Trump's executive order would persuade American Muslims to side with the extremists. One posting hailed the U.S. president as, quote, the best caller to Islam. While others predicted that Trump would soon launch a new war in the Middle East. Uh, Islamic State leader uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, quote, uh, has the right to come out and inform Trump that banning Muslims from entering America is a blessed ban, said one posting to a pro-ISIS channel on Telegram. The writer compared the executive order to the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003, which Islamic militant leaders at the time hailed as a blessing, as a blessed invasion that ignited anti-Western fervor across the Islamic world. Several postings also suggested that Trump was fulfilling the predictions of Anwar al-Awlaki, the American-born al-Qaeda leader uh, and, and preacher who famously said that the West would eventually turn against its Muslim citizens. Al-Awlaki was, uh, was killed in a U.S. drone strike in Yemen in 2011. Another uh, another poster uh, beneath the banner of Alaki uh, and and his quote about uh, the West would eventually turn against its Muslim citizens said when U.S. Donald Trump, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump says we don't want them here and bans the Muslim immigrants from Muslim countries there is one thing that comes to our mind. Citing the Alaki uh, quote, 
Another posting on Telegram, uh, this same channel, said that Trump's actions clearly revealed the truth and harsh reality behind the American government's hatred towards Muslims. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is exactly uh, Donald Trump is fulfilling the dreams of the jihadists. He's also the dreams of ISIS. He's also fulfilling the dreams of Osama bin Laden. Remember when bin Laden said all those years ago before perpetrating 9-11 that his goal was to get the United States to turn upon itself and rip itself apart from the inside. Hey, we're doing great in that regard, aren't we? Good job. Uh, Robert uh, Richer, a 35-year CIA veteran and former chief of the agency's Near East Division, said that this ban was, quote, a tragic mistake that could further that could undermine future efforts to recruit spies and collect vital information about terrorists and their plans. How, he asked, can CIA officers persuade Iraqi and Syrian nationals to risk their lives to help the United States? This was a win for jihadists and other anti-U.S. forces. Uh, said Richard, who he was uh, he was the deputy chief of the agency's operations directorate during the George W. Bush administration. He says this fuels the belief out there that Americans are anti-Islam. Otherwise, it accomplishes nothing because the ones we are most concerned about can still get into the U.S.